0: we're the baseball bench and each week major league stars teach us how to play baseball yeah sometimes they teach us how to feel or sometimes they'll teach us how to hit, and sometimes they just teach us how to act on a ball field but no matter what they teach us it's always a lot of fun on the baseball and we've even got our own chicken (laughs) so don't play ball without us join me johnny bench and my bunch for all the fun right here on this station And here comes the 2-2 pitch to Edgar Martinez down. A fastball, swung on, it's a deep center field. Bernie Williams goes back, and it is! Get out the right bread and the mustard this time! From high atop the Robinson-Gearing Studio Complex, and straight out of God's country, Holly's Island, South Carolina, this is Backwards K. And now, here's the host of the show, Jake Robinson. Good moment, baseball universe. What is up? It's your boy, Jake the Snake Robinson, half man, half podcast machine, from the Let's Talk Baseball Podcast Network, and this is Backwards K, where we collect ballplayers and their stories. I want to welcome you into episode two. And before I get started, I just want to drop a few notes. First of all, I want to thank uh, everyone who left me messages on the Roberto Clemente show. It was all very positive, and it sounded like the audience enjoyed it. So I am very grateful. I can't wait to bring you more. I was so blown away by all the good words and all the kind words. Thank you, thank you, thank you, and namaste. Uh, it was great feedback there. And speaking of feedback, um, if you enjoy the show, please, by all means, subscribe, follow, like, leave a comment, rate me as you see fit. Any and all feedback, it helps me, it helps my family, the growth of the show, and I'm committed to the growth of this show. One thing I promise you, the audience, I will never go on strike. I'm going to be here every single Tuesday giving you baseball. I give you my word on that. A lot of things going on. I got a webpage now. It's uh, backwardsk.com. It's not really much to it. I got to tell you, I'm a little bit overwhelmed Um I'm a podcaster. I come on, I give you information, I entertain, I do a show, I try to entertain at least. And I'm not just not one of these paperwork guys and someone who constructs websites. And It's becoming a little bit overwhelming to you, to me. I used to have a guy that used to take care of these things for me and uh, he's indisposed right now. So it's on to me and I'm learning little by little. It's taken me a day sometimes to you know, actually accomplish one goal, but I'm getting there little by little. It's becoming a little overwhelming. Just hang with me. I got a Twitter page under construction, a TikTok page that's being worked on. So eventually all that's going to be up. I'm going to be on the major platforms, but if you're on Facebook, you can always find me at the Let's Talk Baseball Podcast Network Facebook private group page. Answer the questions. Come on in. And, if you have any questions about any of these shows or the comments, maybe you have a story that you'd like to add on that I that I didn't know about. Maybe I got something wrong or I missed something. I mean, it happens. I'm human. It happens. You can email me at backwardskpod at gmail.com. And now I'm going to call this a shortstop pod. Sometimes some of our content, it's not going to require a lengthy pod with massive research. Certain moments in baseball history like, uh, I don't know, Merkel's boner, the pine tar game. Babe Ruth's called shot. These are all important moments that I'm going to document, but they're not going to require long shows. Those shows will probably be like bonus shows that could hit the archives at any moment. So today will be the first of what I'm calling shortstop pots, And it will be the first of many to come. Uh, I got one coming in a couple weeks, as a matter of fact, as we will be taking a look at the syndicated television show in the 80s called The Baseball Bucks. So without further ado, let's get after it. Let's talk about this amazing show. I want to set the stage for you. In the late 70s, MLB was a lagging brand. Uh, The league had now expanded to 26 teams. Attendance was beginning to level off. And fans' interest now was being diverted to the NFL and other distractions. Sound kind of familiar here in 2021, correct? Now, due to the unoriginal weak marketing of Major League Baseball, which they still have today, The sport was in jeopardy of losing a whole generation of fans. In 1978, MLB introduced their first nationwide marketing effort. It was called Baseball Fever. Catch it. And it was a campaign that ran on national television broadcasts. The spots were basic, which we would call today music videos. Uh, But you have to understand, this is the advent of music videos, uh, there were no such things as m- music videos. This was like the beginning of it. And, you know, it was then state of the art graphics, music video. And it was the, the spots were aimed at bringing back fans and fomenting excitement in the MLB product. And to be fair, it was tremendously successful. But MLB executives, they didn't feel it resonated with the children. So, in 1977, Dodgers owner Walter O'Malley, always one of the more out-of-the-box thinking owners, he suggested that the league form a committee to report to MLB with the goal of creating programming aimed at children and teens. So, I'm going to date myself here. I dated myself a little bit last week with the Roberto Clemente show, but between the years of 1980... And 1985, I'm just a young snake between the formative years of, well, I would have been nine in 1980 and I would have been 14 in 85. So the formative years of nine and 14. And let's just say a prepubescent snake. He loved his Saturday mornings. My parents were asleep. I got a bowl of Cheerios. My Saturday morning cartoons, Spider-Man and Friends, Thundercats. Super Friends, Green Lantern with the White Gloves. Wow. But my two favorite shows were This Week in Baseball, which we're going to do a show on This Week in Baseball soon, and The Baseball Bunch. The Baseball Bunch was this educational 30-minute TV show that aired on national syndication targeting children and teens. And Walter O'Malley knew two things. Number one, the kids are the future and the lifeline for baseball. And number two, children have audience power when it comes to television. At this time in the broadcast world, entering the cable TV era, some of the most probable shows on television were consumed by us Gen X kids. Sesame Street, Electric Company, The Muppets, Nickelodeon. And Walter Malley knew, children have audience power. When a child sees something on TV, hey, Ma, I really like that baseball glove. Can I get it? Now, your parents may say no, but you still have power. And literally, money was being made hand over fist by all these uh, kids' programming shows. Now, baseball brunch was originally the brainstorm of a Doug Shustek. He was a former TV news uh, sports reporter. He was a producer from New York City. I believe he worked for WWOR, Channel 9. And he came up with the idea. And even though it was Shustek's creative idea, he was never an employee of Major League Baseball. So once the idea went into production... MLB, they had no more need for Shustak, and they whacked him. He was never heard from again, honestly. I don't know where that guy's at now. And the premise was very simple. Have Major League Baseball players teach kids the fundamentals of baseball on television. But how do you make that work? Well, the first step, they hired Hall of Fame catcher Johnny Bench to host a show to be the storyline manager of the Little League team named the Bunch. And Johnny was the perfect cast. He is, first of all, he's the greatest catcher to ever play Major League Baseball. He had a, he had television experience. He co-hosted an NBC show called Games People Play. Many of you my age will remember that show. And he also had name credibility to bring other Major Leaguers on the set. So he was the first character cast. The second character cast was the the Dugout Wizard. And he was played by Hall of Fame Dodgers manager Tom Lasorda. And the Wizard was this mysterious, swami-type character who would appear on the bunch's chalkboard. The swami always owned the second segment. He would teach the children a second baseball fundamental. Or maybe like a historical perspective of the game. His segments were usually followed by videos of players performing the fundamentally correct or the blooper fail, which was a totally new concept as well. The sort of always filmed the segments in L.A., and the bunch never met him. Now, the third character's cast was the actual Little League teen. The Bunch. There were eight children originally casted, boys and girls, children of diverse ethnicities. And they ran between the ages of 8 and 14. The producers didn't want a Hollywood look. They didn't want the kid who looked like a great athlete. They wanted kids who looked like their audience. So, with their cast of The Manager the dugout wizard, and the bunch, it was go time. The original pilot was filmed at Pepperdine University in L.A. Dodgers' first baseman Steve Garvey was that pilot's guest, and it aired on August twenty third, 1980. The pilot would test well among adults, but the kids weren't really gravitating towards the pilot the way MLB had hoped. So it was then that producers made the best call for that show. And they called Ted Gianolis. Ted Gianolis was the man inside the most popular mascot of his day, if not ever, in the San Diego Chicken. Now, before we go any further, I will say that uh, we will be certainly doing a show on baseball mascots at some point here. And I would assume. That the San Diego Chicken will. Uh, be prominently uh, featured. And I. Found out some of his contacts. I have reached out to the San Diego Chicken. At some point I would love to do. A interview with him. Quite honestly. He's a fantastic mascot. So fingers crossed. Maybe we'll get a word back from him. Now, Gianolis recounts how producers told him, we already got the pilot shot. We need a little color, a little comedy for the kids, and we just want you to come in and improvise around what we've already shot, and then we'll fix it all in post-edit. So that's what he did. He came out and he did his thing in that very first one, and then they post-edited him in. And with the chicken on board, the testing just went positive across the boards. My dogs, children, and the San Diego Chicken became this fixture. He was the 10th man on the bench. And he was also the comedic foil to the straight-laced Johnny Bench. So MLB now has their shell, and they sell it to syndication. The next season is their first whole season. Production moved the show to Tucson, Arizona. And they began filming on February 1st, 1981. And MLB does another great thing here. They decided against a typical fall through spring TV filming format. Instead, the Baseball Bunch debuted on May 2nd, 1981, during Little League season. And I always thought that that was great because, you know, Saturday morning I watch my cartoons, I eat my Cheerios, I watch my This Week in Baseball... I watched my baseball bunch, and now I'm ready to go play some baseball. They also decided on Tucson as the new site because uh the cost of actors in Arizona was much cheaper. And also because players were uh in spring training in Cactus League, and it would be much easier to get these players to appear and They made about a $1,000 for their parents. Now, I want to give you a little taste of what it was like. I have a clip here of Tug McGraw teaching the kids how to properly throw a baseball. Is that like you gotta believe? That's right, Kate. You gotta believe in this little white demon because when you grip it a certain way, it'll do exactly what you want it to do. Come here, I'll show you. See, particularly now, you want to throw a fastball, and you want to throw it straight, so you hold it across the seams with your fingers like that. No matter what position you want to play, you throw the ball across the seams, and it'll go straight for you, and you can hold a change-up that way, too. Tug, I have a question. Mm -hmm. What's a change-up? Well, it's uh, nothing shaking but the bacon, nothing cooking but the beans on the pot, and it ain't cooking because the water ain't hot. It's the same old soup. It just came warming it up. (laughs) <laughs> Great question. A changeup is a pitch that you hold. And you do your wind up and you throw it and you make it look just like it's going to be a fastball, only they call it a change up because you take some speed off. You change up on it and it goes slower and it tricks the hitter. He swings before the ball gets there. You know, right, Johnny? The pitcher winds up just as hard as he can, the same way he's going to throw the fastball. He throws it just like the fastball. He releases it, but for some reason it just sort of gets out there and just stops. It's a great pitch if you can do it. There's no better pitch than a good fastball and a great change up. Change up as a super pitch. Isn't that right, Johnny. Well, if it's a good fastball and it's a good change, that's all you need. Let's see some of your stuff. Bunch stand over there. We got a little business to take care of. And that was like another great thing. Like right after that, you see Tuck McGraw pitching to Johnny Bench. I mean, it was such a great show. And and that clip right there perfectly illustrates how gracious these ballplayers were and how... How much they actually enjoy teaching kids about the game of baseball. I, I think that is one of the greatest clips around it. It really shows Tug McGraw's passion for the game and the kids' passion for the game. And when I saw stuff like that before my Little League game, I'm amped up. I'm ready to go. So, these new episodes would air throughout the summer months. And this format will be used, it's a five month format. A season of shows was shot in about three weeks. Each 30-minute show took on an average of a day. And that presented challenges at times. Uh, The filming was during school months. So the children had to have tutors. And they had to fulfill their educational obligations. And the second challenge is, these are not run-of-the-mill fourth-tier players. This is top-shelf illegal liquor. The best of the best. We're talking guys from George Brett to Mike Schmidt to Ted Williams. And time is money and money is time. If you have Ted Williams today, then you have him today. And today only. If Mr. Williams says he is leaving at three, he is leaving at three. There's no time for reshoots. And the funny thing is, while I was putting this show together, you know, I'm writing, I'm rewriting, I'm doing, uh, you know, outlines and stuff. And I got Baseball Bunch playing in the background. And it went to the Ted Williams show. And I got to tell you, right in the middle of all this producing and all this paperwork that I'm in the middle of, I just literally stopped what I was doing and listened to Ted Williams talk baseball. There is nothing like listening to Ted Williams Tell children how to hit a baseball. It is must-watch TV. Jeff Belafonte, senior producer, recalled, We never missed a deadline. We were all young. None of us had written a full-time baseball comedy. Fortunately, we had great writers and people who were passionate about baseball. And meeting the baseball stars was as big as a deal for us as it was for the bunch. Each show was filmed in three acts, two segments, three-act story arc like I was telling you last week in Roberto Clemente. The first segment was an introduction to the kids, this week's featured guest, and then that guest would teach a fundamental. For example, Ozzie Smith may show the infielders how to get in front of the, grand, the ground ball, or Pete Rose may show the bunch how to run the bases. And the kids, in turn, would be filmed putting their learned fundamental to use and the star critiquing their performance. So I have one more clip of Pete Rose teaching the bunch how to run bases. Now, there are some cringe moments. It may not play as well when you hear it, but when you watch it, now in the uh, so-called woke generation, there are some kind of cringe moments. There was a moment when my favorite uh, little uh, baseball bunch, Jared Hollinger, the catcher, Sam. Uh, there's a moment when he's about to run the bases. And you can hear Johnny Bench in the background fat shaming him. Like, oh, break out your calendars. i break out your calendars. Sam's getting ready to run the bases. So Sam takes off. And he's about 25, 30 feet down the baseline. And Pete Rose literally picks him up and, like, bear hugs him. And, like, you got to go fast. You got to go fast. You got to go fast. And, like, it, it, it is a little cringeworthy. And then there's the, the next part is the chicken runs the bases and he does his little zany cartwheels and stuff as he's running the bases. He actually does a tremendous Charlie Hustle head first slide in third base. Uh, I'm sure that was done on purpose. And he rounds third, he comes home and Johnny Bench just like does, uh, like a WWE backdrop to the chicken on home plate. And they call him out and everybody laughs. Uh, so there are some cringe moments, but you know Gen X kids like us, we didn't we didn't care about those things. So I want you to listen in to Pete Rose teaching the kids how to run bases. All right, right down the baseline. me. All right, to the inside part. Now keep going. You missed the bag. You gotta tag the bag, bunch. You gotta tag the bag. Don't tag the bag out here. You gotta get on the inside part with your shoe right here. Either foot doesn't matter. It's a lot easier to get with this one, though. Let's be me our best speech Come on, right man, man. Come on, man. Right. Turn it. Get the inside, park. All right, go ahead. Stop. Come on back. Get up, get up. Come on back here. Come on back. All right, check that way. Look at the ball. All right, good play. That's it. All right, Sam, get ready. Come on, Sam. Get Come your on, calendar Sam. out. Here comes on, up, Sam. We're gonna time him with the calendar here. Come on, Sam. You gotta get ready? You ready? Let's go. Get him, Sam. Get him, Sam. Get him, Sam. You gotta You gotta go fast. You gotta go fast. You gotta go fast. You gotta get back. Come on, you gotta get back. <laughs> Let's cross your finger for the chicken. Let's have a wishbone. Will return after these messages. And it's just so funny. You got to see this clip. It's on YouTube. He basically like uh, backflips the chicken on the home plate, and everybody laughs. It, you know, it, it, it's just some of it is cringeworthy. There's a little bit of fat shaming going on there with poor Sam, but you know, Pete Rose. would you can see, you can hear it. Pete Rose is serious about teaching these kids how to run the bases, and uh, a lot of those guys that came on, they they were serious. They were serious in teaching kids how to perform these fundamentals. Now, the second segment would be a bit with the dugout wizard, who would teach a second fundamental, followed usually by a music video. Again, a new idea of players attempting that second fundamental, sometimes correctly, sometimes with a blooper fail. And the third act would touch on, like, growing pain challenges in life for adolescent children, whether it was... The loud, abrasive parent living vicariously through their kid's performance at a Little League game. Or maybe how to win or lose with class. How to not flip bats or throw helmets. I hear people all the time who, you know, call me old or a boomer because I'm not into the whole bat flipping thing. And the reason why I'm not into it is because I watched the baseball bunch when I was a kid. These Little Leaguers taught us, these All-Stars, they taught us Little Leaguers it was wrong. That's not what you do. So I come up from a whole different generation than today's kids. You know, it's just wrong to flip bats and throw helmets. It is. The show was designed to show kids that baseball is fun, relax and enjoy the game. Don't show up your opponent. The Bunch was a rotating cast of characters with only three players remaining all five years. Stacey Blythe, who played Michelle. Danny Santa Cruz, who played Louie, and my personal favorite, Jared Hollinger, the portly catcher, Sam. And there were 15 players on the bunch in five years. Did the players have scripts? Yes, they did, but they rarely followed them. Johnny had the ability to get what he needed out of the stars, so it wasn't really that big of a deal. Uh, Current Houston Astros manager, Dusty Baker, once said that, Johnny knew your lines, and Johnny knew his lines, so it was all good. And the young actors playing the bunch loved it, and producers could never recall a kid whining about their situation. Robin Culver, who played Zach, recalled, I got to hang out with all-stars and eat from a food truck. Those were great times. And he would go on to say that Willie Stargell hit the farthest ball I ever saw in my life, It literally flew across three baseball fields. We'd be out there trying to catch balls. That looked like flecks of dust in the sky. And it was just a great, tremendous time. And it was a great show. The show would go on to win multiple Emmys. They even had a baseball bunch fan club. For $4.99, you could get a t-shirt, wristband, certificate, poster, and a book. Much, much more. I mean, that's a good deal, $4.99. And I looked on eBay. And they do have the Baseball Bunch Apparel on sale, which I found amazing. I mean, I might have to cop a couple of those uh, shirts and wristbands right there. (laughs) So, what a great show. And I hope you enjoyed our show and presenting it to you. I encourage you to go to YouTube. Uh, There's all kinds of Baseball Bunch clips there. Uh, If you get a chance, one that I highly recommend is uh, Rick Dempsey, former catcher for the Orioles. They do a rendition of the Pine Tar Incident. Uh, When you go to your Google machine, put in Pine Tar Incident. And it's Rick Dempsey as George Brett. Billy Martin is played by Johnny Bench. And the umpire is the San Diego Chicken. And... I'm going to leave it at that. Go to YouTube and check it out. Baseball Bunch, the Pine Tar Incident. It is hilarious. So I hope you liked that very first shortstop pod here on Backwards K. We collect ballplayers and their stories. Baseball Bunch is in the books. Number two, episode number two. I'm going to have a brand new one coming out. We're going to dig deep. It's not a shortstop pod for sure. The next one is going to be on the great George Steinbrenner. And uh, I look forward to bringing in you that. I mean, what an amazing life. Amazing. I can't wait to dig into it and tell you all about it. But that's another pod. That's another story. That's another day. Please like, comment, follow all that jazz. You can email me at backwardskpod at gmail.com. And uh, I hope you really enjoyed this I really enjoyed presenting it to you the baseball bunch go to YouTube and check it out Uh, parents if you see your kid and they're sitting on the couch and they're looking bored by all means take him or her outside and play a game of catch. I want to thank y'all for coming out God bless and good night